Hey, welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. We're back with another episode, and we have Petey. Petey just dropped a new album called USA, and he's heading out on tour. Uh, it's been great to talk to him about his hatred of the color yellow because of the Lakers, uh, you know, how tough it is to play basketball, um, how he got on TikTok, all that stuff. It's been great. Um, hope you enjoy the podcast. Looks oh, beautiful yeah. where you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in uh L A. It is nice. It's really dry. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> messing with me. It's like making my skin fall off. Oh, it's man. like it's absurdly dry. But you know, whatever. <laughs> I was in LA Leaving a few weeks ago. It was, it was great. Nice. Where are you at now? I'm in Chicago. Oh, where it up? Where about? And are you are you from Chicago? Yeah, I'm from the north suburbs. Yeah, I'm from northwest suburbs, so we we have that much in common. Right on. Um, Cool, man. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, in, in your, your videos, you're always repping the Chicago sports team. So, yeah, for sure. Half Chicago, half Michigan. I'm one of those weird ones where like families on both sides. So totally. Cool. I pick well, and choose. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on, man. This is this is great. Um, the first thing I like to ask my guests when they come on is uh, we start with some music and I, I'd like to know what you're listening to right now. For sure. I am listening to the cds that are in my car so i i'm really like the way that i like consume things is if it's not like if it's not like right in front of me or like easily accessible i just like don't do it mm -hmm. so unfortunately i lost my airpods like a couple months ago at this point a and tragedy. so it's like I know. And I knew it was going to happen as soon as I bought them. But I'm like the type of person where like, so I lost my AirPods. I'm not going to buy new ones because they're so expensive. But because I don't have them, I just like don't listen to music on my phone. And that's just something that like on my day to day, I forget. I, I just forget to do because totally. I, I just like don't no longer have access to it. But I do really like buying CDs and listening to CDs in my truck. Um, there's a six CD changer in it, which I'm really excited about. And it's just really fun to go to record stores and browse the CD sections and because they're all like two ninety nine. Yeah. Um, and it also, I mean, I think that that's why I, I've never been like a vinyl guy or had like mm -hmm. a, turn, a turntable or anything, but I think it's like, like kind of why people like to buy records. It's just like, once you, if your brain sort of like, once you're forced, like put in a CD, uh, it forces you to like, kind of like listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And then you get like super into deep cuts in a way that I, I like. I definitely probably wouldn't if I was just like listening to full albums on like Spotify or Apple Music or whatnot. For sure. Um, so I've been really enjoying it. But right now what's in my car is I've got, um, I always have Sticks and Stones by Newfound Glory in there. Nice. Um, one of my favorites. Um, and then I've got a Pearl Jam record, uh, Live on Two Legs, mm -hmm. which I really like. I love listening to live records. In totally. Uh, my car I've, it's like such a nostalgia thing for me it's almost um, like you're like like because you're in like a physical space in your car it's like it almost immerses you more 
a hundred percent. So just like hearing the audience and and everything, and that, I feel like that stuff is really popular when I was growing up and getting into music. Right. I also have a live REM CD in my car. Sweet. That that double one or red one. Um, I've got so much for the Afterglow by Everclear, and um, what else do I got in there? Um, I rotate them in and out, but yeah. The, those are those are like my mainstays right now. Um, Some bops man. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm having fun with it. Very nice. Well, yep. you just put out a new album. Uh, it's yeah. called USA. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm a big fan of it. It's been been really enjoying listening to it. Thank you, um, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Could you get in a little bit about you know the the process of you getting into writing and recording that one? Yeah. So this was my first. Um, this was my first in like intentional album I've ever made. So my first album, um, Lean Into Life, was basically just kind of like four EPs like mashed together. Mm-hmm. I signed an indie deal and when I was like 28 and 29, or, or and I hadn't, hadn't made much music before that. So I didn't have a whole lot of faith in myself to be able to like write 12 songs like cohesively in a time frame. Mm-hmm. I just like my brain wasn't, wasn't yeah. there and I, I just like didn't trust myself to do it. So I signed that deal to like record. Uh, I was like, okay, I can do it in like like three EPs. I can give you three EPs and we'll just do that. Um, that mm-hmm. to me was a lot more like palatable, like something that and like something I like knew I could do. Um, so three EPs kind of just like at, by the end of it all, um, I had grown, I got this big online fan base from like uh, TikTok and Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff. So we just like mashed those EPs together and put out a album and then pressed it to vinyl and stuff. This one was different because this was just like, okay, like I know I can write 12 songs. I'm going to do it all together. And then we're going to record them. Yeah, just like just classic style. Um, so, but that was a first for me. Uh, awesome. So that that was really cool to do and worked with two great guys, Aiden Spiro and John DeBold, awesome producers. First time working with producers. Yeah. Uh, um. It was really cool. I felt like super taken care of and and I felt like I had time to do my thing and it was really, really fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, you mentioned like, you know, gaining your following on, on TikTok and stuff. I feel like you 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 considered yourself always, you know, musician first, right? Like mm-hmm. like you kind of fell into to that. How, can you tell me like how that kind of came about in, in your, your kind of TikTok land? Yeah, I mean, well, the, this whole thing was motivated by me just like trying to make some money so (laughs) like i I was really bad at making money i didn't know how to do it Mm -hmm. i'd been you know super broke for a long time and finally i was able to sign a record deal where the, the the deal was more than like my annual salary at the job that i was holding sure. which you know it was thirty one thousand dollars so the end the, the deal wasn't much more than that but i was just like okay i know how to survive on this much right money, yeah. so i'm obviously gonna do this this is more um so the music was the thing that got me to get out of the the whole like working grind yeah um, or at least traditional working grind and then the tiktok stuff was like all right um can't play shows because of covid so mm-hmm. let's just try some stuff out and then that that ended up keeping us busy for a super long time, and ended up being one of the main things. Yeah, so, got yeah. you to this album. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Well, you mentioned that you know some of the CDs you have in your car. Are there you know other 
what kind of stuff i guess influence the songs you have on usa because you know in my listening to it there's a lot you know there is like this you know emo pop punk backdrop but there's also some pop elements involved too like can you can you tell me a little bit about that yeah um going back to the cds in the car i think i was listening to like kind of what was in there as, yeah. as i was writing it so there are some grunge elements with the pearl jam stuff mm-hmm. there are classic like 90s pop rock like everclear like i mentioned um there's pop punk elements as well with like the newfound glory stuff especially like i'm a drummer so i start all the songs recording drums so especially with that i like played a lot of pop punk drums on the album i feel yeah. like um and then just sort of like filled in the space with everything else i really like 80s music you know i sure i really like the cure um and stuff like into Pesh mode and stuff like that so there's a lot of those elements in there too mm-hmm. and um yeah it was just what i was listening to in the car while i was recording it and yeah it was, awesome it made it easy it, yeah. it does it does really you know when once you break it down it does really like i hear newfound glory and i hear everclear and i hear a little bit of pearl jam so once you really break it down like yeah that actually makes sense <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i just like had like a, a total pop punk upbringing in chicago yeah. like you know of like it's hard to Fall avoid Boy. yeah yeah, for sure. I Walk actually away. just um, grave. for sure. I actually just yeah. had uh, Adam Siska from the Academy is on. And, you know, I feel like oh. growing up in, in Chicago area, like that was like the scene at the time, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the guitar uh, guy who played guitar in that band briefly, not the whole time, but a guy mm-hmm. named Tom Conrad was a freelance photographer, I think. And he took oh. all our, our school photos. <laughs> Nice. And I always remember being like super starstruck that right. he was like doing the the photo gig. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that was fun. Cool. Um, so you have uh, a tour coming up too for this album. Yeah, I leave tomorrow, so I'll fly to Atlanta tomorrow, which is very awesome. awesome. You, you you excited for that one? You, I'm assuming you are for the USA tour. You are hitting most of the USA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're doing it all. We're breaking it up into three legs. Yeah. Um, and so tomorrow we start in the southeast. And then um, we go to up to New York and then around to Toronto and then end up back in the Midwest. And I'll be cool. home in Chicago for Thanksgiving, which works out. Not oh. I'm, but I'm playing Chicago for the next leg. But yeah, starting off in Atlanta, which I'm excited. Awesome. I love Atlanta. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. that's awesome. I also found mm. it funny that for the USA tour, you are touring with North Americans. <laughs> I know. Super cool, right? I, and I'm so excited about that because like I'm honestly such a fan and it's such a vibe and it's like just really relaxing instrumental music but i feel like that sound uh i don't know i'm just really inspired by it and i think it'll be just like a great way to start the night off um yeah yeah sounds like a blast um Mm -hmm. and then before you did mention you played the drums uh Mm -hmm. you played in young jesus didn't you i did yeah that was like our my high school band and i was a little bit younger than the the other guys and then played for a little bit out here but yeah john's still doing his thing we're still good buds and uh he opened the last tour so cool that was really fun too awesome yeah Yeah, i've heard he is also like a deep basketball guy yeah he plays so he plays and then the guitar player uh in my band garrison he plays too they get together i don't play basketball for some reason it basket playing Playing basketball was just like a particularly like physically painful vibe for me. I just feel like <laughs> it's such a, and I feel like it really gets you because like 
you don't enter in with the same caution yeah, that yeah. you would maybe playing like like ice hockey on a pond or like playing like flag football. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone's sort of aware that these are dangerous sports and like basketball isn't talked about as enough as, as like something that's like really dangerous to play like recreationally. Like totally. there's a lot of elbows being tossed around. There's a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of moving body parts everywhere and there's yeah. no refs to facilitate it in the, in the normal setting. So I usually stay away from it. I'm like, <laughs> you know, as an adult getting hurt seems like more and more of a bummer as the year goes by. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, you're just like going from like stopping to sprinting like so much. And I feel like the older you get, it's like you could really just snap an ACL so easily. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like more so I feel like there's more risk involved. Like, like I said, like, you know, Thanksgiving weekend, I'd love to get, do a touch football game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Turkey it it bowl, weirdly love seems it. safer. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, I guess the, one of the main reasons I, you know, I thought to, to ask about getting you on is, in your song, I tried to draw a straight line. You do have a reference to Kings and Lakers. Um, yeah. What is what is the the story behind that uh, that line? That was the first NBA playoffs that I ever watched. So if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was like 2002. Yeah, like so the I Doug was, Christie, Chris Webber. Yeah. Yeah. I was in second grade, so I was just becoming sentient enough to like know <laughs> what things were and have my own opinions and stuff. Yeah. And. I was like super gunning for um, the super gunning for the um, Kings. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just because I was a little kid and I like hated the color yellow. So I was like, <laughs> it was all about like uniforms and I just like didn't like the way that like the Lakers looked. Uh, it all comes down so to I, aesthetics sometimes for sure. For sure. And then you just like glob on to players for no reason. So I just like really loved Chris Weber. Yeah. I, didn't even, I couldn't even point out where like Sacramento was on the map, <laughs> but. It was the first series I think that I was invested in, and then I got really bummed out that they lost. And my song, um, I tried to draw a straight line. It's basically just about having a mental breakdown in an airport, mm-hmm. um, not really understanding, feeling like you're in a simulation, feeling like everything's fake, kind of, and using like reference points to that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a super like paranoid vibe. Um, sure. And as as we know, um, that series got really messed up. But <laughs> some bad people doing some bad things. Totally. Who went to jail for it? Yeah. So, I mean, it's proven. So it's just crazy. <laughs> but I think it was game six. Yeah. Not even game. It wasn't even game seven. But I think game six was the controversial game where the refs just really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then there's, there's you know, there's documentaries about it and everything. There's, but that's yeah. a, that was, even without that controversy, great series. Mm. Like such mm. a well played series. I, I think you weren't alone in rooting for the Kings in that one. Yeah, and then I rooted for the 76ers in the finals. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I thought Alan Iverson was, like, the coolest-looking guy I'd ever seen. Totally. I'd never seen anyone who, like, looked that cool before. Yeah. Um, and, again, I just really didn't like yellow. Yeah. And yeah. that was it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like huh. uh, AI definitely brought, like, the – like, he, like, invented, like, kind of, like, the modern basketball, like, appearance. Like, the yeah. way you dress, the accessorizing, all that stuff. For sure. Yeah. Rad, awesome, so cool. So, are you, uh, a, you know, you still an avid watcher of the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I would, I, it's not my favorite sport. I watch um, the NHL, the MLB, and the NFL pretty religiously. Yeah, to the point where I'll watch random teams play in the regular season. I don't do that with basketball, but I do like, I do like the Bulls. It's just really, really frustrating. Yeah, 
right now. And it's almost more frustrating right now than to have like a super horrible team because at least you you can look forward to things coming up from the bottom. But we're right. just sitting in this middle ground where it's just an awful place to be in. We're just like money's tied up in the wrong place. Yep. You know we're not going to do it. Um, at the very best, you can hope for an eighth or seventh seed and get you know get out in the first round. And I just I just don't like being there. Um, I know. So it's frustrating to watch. I, I feel like really enjoy watching the play in last year, but yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, that's the thing too is I feel like people are honestly probably getting sick of me talking about it because like, I bring this up all the time but it's like yeah. you're 100% right like we're not terrible but we're not yeah. good enough to actually compete in the playoffs so it's like we just yeah. we're trying to get good enough just to get in the play and just to get crushed and like you know it's mm-hmm. I would rather just make up our mind and just tear it all down or just yeah, gotta make a big splash keep Caruso yeah. and no one else <laughs> yeah, right. that's, what I, that's what I want Definitely. but you know I was thinking about this. It's like I kind of felt this similar feeling during the Derrick Rose era mm-hmm. in high school because in my heart of hearts, I knew that we were never going to beat LeBron. I just knew it. I like yeah. you. You couldn't convince me that it was even possible. And all my friends were a lot more hopeful than I was. And I just like I was like, this is not, this is not going to happen. I so I was like weirdly a bigger fan of like the the ben gordon era bulls like, like before derrick rose yeah before yeah. derrick rose then i was of the derrick rose bulls because it was so fun to watch them start out the season um in kind of a crummy way get, yeah, yeah get their stuff together and then you know take the celtics to like seven games like as, as a fan that was like super exciting because you weren't expecting anything and then they, they mm-hmm. surprised you and I always enjoyed that more than like having all the talent in the world and just sort of like having this gut feeling like this isn't going to work out. Yeah. Um, and now we're in the middle of both of those where it's just like there's a lot of, there's talent on the team for sure, but there's no yeah. way in hell anything cool is going to happen. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's 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 definitely weird. And I, for me, the Derrick Rose era was like I was that was like my peak interest in the Bulls. Like obviously, I was yeah. still pretty young when Jordan was you know, doing his thing. And I feel like the yep. only one I remember was like his last season. Cause I was like eight years old at the time. Yeah. I was probably five and I was living in Detroit. So yeah. But I, I mean the Derek Rose, I feel like I do, I do see what you're saying. I felt like you're like, it was an impossible hill to climb, you know, going yep. against LeBron and D Wade and Bosch. But it's like, I, mm. something inside me was like, this is like the best it's going to, get for a while and i, I yeah, really yeah. once he got hurt it was just like so crushing yeah that's a bummer and like uh, the mavs the mavs did it yeah so like but weirdly when the mavs were playing them in the finals i was like the bulls would never be able to do this even yeah. with Derek Rose. i don't know it's a chicago thing i mean it's just like <laughs> it's... every single sports team we have besides when the hawks were doing their thing um i just feel like well, i guess the Cubs won the World Series recently, but, but there's still a degree of pessimism that is. Yeah, it's just ingrained in all Chicago sports fans. Where it's like, you know, look yeah. at the Bears right now. Like they have mm. Justin Fields, but they they can't mm. they can't stop. Like it's just like it's yeah. it's not going to happen. They're just going to do the Bears thing. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get rid of Justin Fields. He's going to become a star quarterback somewhere else. Oh, absolutely! And yeah. you know, going back to the Bulls, they got rid of Laurie Markkinen, and here he is an All Star yeah. with the Jazz. Yeah, it's crazy. Classic. But you know you got you have hope. I, there are I did see some. There's some rumors floating around about possibly getting rid of both DeRozan and Levine, mm-hmm. and 
if you do that, you got to go full rebuild because it sounds like maybe the Sixers are trying to save their situation by trading Harden. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm just, I'm just whatever, (laughs) whatever. At this point, (laughs) (laughs) just call me, call me, call me with the lineup next year. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. There's there's this whole element of fans wanting to try and play GM, but sometimes it's just like, I I'm not qualified for this. <laughs> yeah, I also love. I, I was thinking about this too. It's just like the fact of the matter is, there's only one winner every year. Mm-hmm. So we are only like informed by our own experience as Chicagoans, and it's just so funny. It's just like we don't know the conversations that are happening. Oh yeah, between two guys from from philadelphia that they've been having their entire life you know what i mean it's (laughs) just it's it's so funny i feel like everyone feels like their situation is so uniquely bad right um because they're the only people that we have with like real historical reference points to talk to are like also from chicago yeah so it's like we can't relate to like a philly dude or a you know or like you know washington commanders fan or (laughs) you know (laughs) it's uh yeah so i mean you're talked about that that you know memory of like the kings and lakers are there any other kind of like memories relating to basketball that you kind of had growing up even after that moment yeah i would say i can remember ben gordon um inbounding like a last minute buzzer beater three-pointer and like maybe like game six of that celtic series and that was like really awesome i think like nate robinson was on that team too i think nate robinson was on the the post rose injury team oh, he was okay he played gotcha. with jimmy gotcha okay yeah. well, that's cool nate robinson's <laughs> awesome yeah he's uh, so fun um but something about that team kirk heinrich was on that team yeah um, well, and it was just it was ben gordon just doing crazy stuff and taking we took him to seven games mm-hmm yeah. Which yeah, which no one expects. And I just which, had so much fun watching that. I had so much fun watching that whole season. Um, yeah. Ben Gordon was really cool. Jamal Crawford was on that team, I think, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was he was a uh, late nineties, early two thousands guy, barely with the Bulls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that was like kind of peak fandom for me in terms of just like regular season sure. into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I loved yeah. Ben Gordon for sure. He was because he was he always felt, seemed like he was kind of like a weird dude. <laughs> yeah 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 i my, sure. my brother would tell me a story that he somehow got a hold of ben gordon's like aim screen name uh-huh and he would always have the weirdest away messages up. really like yeah. he's on some like some like uh uh what just just very short random phrases like meh <laughs> so funny so yeah. funny i think yeah, do you remember that era where people would get a hold of like celebrity AIM accounts? Oh, totally. I feel, I feel like even, it's usually musicians. Yeah. It's so hard to fathom that an NBA player would have an AIM account. Oh, yeah. But that's so funny. Well, I mean, players who are like entering the league now, like there's no way they even know what that is. Like, no. That's like even yeah. beyond them. So that's that alone is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that is funny to think about like AIM screen names or even like, I mean, now it's super common, but finding uh players like you know like xbox gamer tags or playstation yeah. names and things like that do you i mean i'm not a gamer at all but is that is there like a thing behind that like do people play online games with um absolutely with, i mean yeah. it's there's this weird world now where you know you have like nba 2k 
and you have mm. NBA players playing online in NBA 2K as like mm. themselves. It's it's so so strange, but like it's super popular. Like even even while they're in the NBA, they're still very into gaming on 2K. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. But the AAM thing is like truly like the wild west. Like there's no yeah. verification. There's no nothing. Oh, yeah. You're just like it's a direct line of communication. We like just, we, it's like a text message. It's crazy. You just gotta it's like believe having, it. It's like yeah. having someone's number. Now <laughs> yeah. we have it. Yeah. That's well, so even funny. when so, when Twitter first started, there was like a lot of fakes and people claiming to be celebrities because yeah. like Twitter was the first time mm. in the internet you like interacted with famous people directly. Yeah. For yeah, yeah, wild. And then it, Kevin Durant started like a burner account or whatever, and yeah. started talking talking to his haters or whatever. Yep. That's so just funny. Just defending just himself. Out, just finding out people are just weirdos. Oh yeah, but that's funny about Ben Gordon. I I I, I hadn't. I think I'd heard like a couple of anecdotal stories and just forgot about them until you reminded me. But for sure, I saw him once at Old Orchard Mall. Oh, nice! So, I saw I saw Nocioni at Woodfield Mall once. <laughs> nice, just hanging out in malls. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned you you hated Laker Yellow, but you live in LA. Oh, do you do you go to Laker games or anything? No, I Laker games are still expensive, so I just <laughs> like haven't haven't done it. I've gone to a couple Clipper games. Mm-hmm. To see, like, more so the opposing teams, because, yeah. but not really anymore because they're just sad. Like going mm-hmm. to a Clippers game is really sad. You realize that, like, especially growing up in Chicago, being in an empty stadium in LA <laughs> is like not fun, no matter who you were seeing. And I and the Clippers were doing that thing that was really annoying, where they would just sit Kawhi and Paul George, uh, just for, to to rest them. Yeah, which I freaking hate that man i was like i wanted to go to see y'all play like devin booker and everything mm-hmm. and now i'm just seeing this like absolute blowout because the clippers decided they didn't need to like win this game no one's there yeah um, well, you'll you'll like the rule changes this year because they're 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 combating sitting players like that for sure but la's la's tough like i think so i've never been to a lakers game i'm sure the culture around that team is a lot better sure um dodgers culture is sick um, I've talked to a bunch of people who've gone to like Rams and Chargers games and they just said it sucks so bad, like mostly <laughs> away fans. Like it's like weirdly silent. And like, you know, you and I grow up going to games where I, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. You're, um, you're all in. Yeah. And that you realize like how big of a part of like the the live experience that is. So yeah, Dodger games are fun, but I'm not doing the Clippers thing anymore. It's I mean, it's only like eight dollars, but I still spend like 150 on like some chicken wings and beer. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's the juice is not worth the squeeze. Right. But if I can get into a Laker game for free or something, I think that'd be fun. Has um, your uh, your your previous liking for that Kings team has it transferred to the the more recent team, which has been pretty good? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely gunning for him last year in the playoffs. Yeah. It was super fun to watch. Um, I I just love it when you know when teams can turn it around really quickly Definitely. like i think it's sick that the, the diamondbacks and rangers are playing the world yes. series right now like that's so fun for me i think it's so good for the sport absolutely uh, if we can get to a place where like any fan of any team feels like it could happen for them in the next two years then i think that's just like a much better place to be uh, totally. from a fan perspective so yeah the king's thing is really cool um and i I've, I've been living in la but i like love going up to mammoth i don't snowboard but like Mammoth is like a really cool place to go um, in the summer to like hike and do mm-hmm. like hot springs. It's a really geographically cool zone um, and like kind of like in that like eastern Sierra zone. So geographically, I'm kind of like drawn to like the Sacramento 
yeah, region nice. too, even more so than LA. Um, so yeah, it's 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 fun. They're fun. They're fun to watch. I hope they can do it again this year. Yeah, I, I like too with the with the Kings how they they kind of came up with the light the beam thing, and people were roasting them because they were not good yet, and they mm. thought it was going to be a disaster. But immediately they were good, and it's like the yeah. light the beam is the culture thing now. It's really cool in Sacramento. I've met a grip of Sacramento kids in my life and th- they have a lot of pride for that city which is yeah. cool uh everyone i met from sacramento like reps it super hard and has been waiting for the kings to be good for so long so mm-hmm. um yeah i'm all about it awesome do you uh mm-hmm. i guess you know so we have a, like a little uh kind of name association game to play but before that do you have like a, a nba hot take for the season um no i'm too depressed <laughs> I'm t- i can't like I'm not, like I said, I'd be able to do it for baseball, right, basketball, yeah. and hockey. But um, for me to really be invested into other teams enough yeah. to have a take, the Bulls just need to be good for me to Fair. for me to pay attention. I, I get um, that, hundred yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all right, as I as I mentioned, so there, there's a little game sometimes we play called Build a Band, where the idea is to 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 make a band entirely mm-hmm. out of nba players so like you know you, you pick a player sign them to an instrument like you're yeah. gonna craft their sound whatever it is so cool um let's let's put something together and I, i'm curious to know oh, what, you, okay. what you're feeling cool let's have um the lead singer be kirk heinrich okay yes just Got so that the ferocity yeah so that the, he could go in like a i don't know just super, I feel like super modest, really get stuff done. Mm-hmm. The band could be called Captain Kirk. Perfect. You know, so that works out really well. Yeah. Um, and he's going to play guitar too. Okay. He's not just going to be a singer. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also seeing Jamal Crawford playing bass <laughs> in a suit, in like a really nice tailored suit. Um, I feel like he would look really good and mysterious in it. Mm-hmm. like a bass player vibe so now i'm thinking that the band is like kind of like sounding like interpol oh kind of like an interpol vibe yeah yeah with jamal crawford on the bass playing interpol bass science like smoking i mean a hell yeah 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 um and then just to add some like internet drama <laughs> into the mix i think that brian scalabrini would be a really good addition to just like build up this larger than life image of the band before mm-hmm. they get started to so, like build up like the lore <laughs> um like he did in that post-game conference where the guy was like how do you feel not playing any single second in the finals <laughs> watching the finals from the bench and then he was just like oh that's a great question like in five years i'll still be a champion in 10 <laughs> years i'll say i started and in 30 years i'm gonna tell my kids i was the mvp or whatever handles like a pro but, yeah that's one of the best post game interviews I've ever seen yeah. from anyone. So I, I feel like I, like Scalabrini would he's like the kind of guy who's like been entrenched in the scene for so long. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. Chip on your shoulder really works for sports. I don't know if it really works for music that much. It is kind of <laughs> funny to think about having a chip on your shoulder playing music yeah because like who are you trying to prove wrong the only thing that we can do is play a show 
Right. And the only people coming to the shows are like your fans. You pay twenty five dollars yeah. plus fees to go like do your thing. So I feel like, like I the feel only like, way you could have a chip on your shoulder as a musician is if like you got like a like a major label deal and it like it didn't work out and then you're like no after this deal I'm gonna prove them wrong. Yeah, like prove prove like the industry wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's an industry thing for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Man, we could be talking about me in a couple of weeks. Who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no way, never. Yeah, never. No, no. I'm going straight to the top, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian Scalabrini on on drums. Okay. Big fellow on the drums, yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense for for him to me. Okay. And then I feel like just for to switch things up a little bit, um, just mainly for optics, we'll have Earl, Earl Boykins. <laughs> Um, just being like a little guy on stage, I feel like we need some like height differential mm-hmm. and everything. I feel like that's a really like more bars and more places type vibe where they can all stand up and take a bow at the end <laughs> of the go. set that's and good. be in um, ascending height order. Is he um, what in- instrument you have him on? Earl is going to play keyboard, just okay. a little guy on the keyboard. Yep. And, I thought uh, for a second you were gonna have him as like a second vocalist. So you have like a like a, <laughs> do you remember yeah. the Blood Brothers? Like you have that yeah. dynamic going on. Yeah, that would be super cool too. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So yeah, that's my band: Kirk, Kirk Heinrich, Jamal Crawford, Brian Scalabrini, and Earl Boykins at his current age. So he's like way older than oh, everyone okay. too. Perfect, perfect. And then um, it could be called Captain Kirk. And it sounds like a little bit like Interpol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I love it. Yeah, it's funny. When, when you mentioned uh, Crawford wearing a suit, I'm like, is this going to be a ska band? <laughs> Me? <laughs> For whatever reason, Jamal Crawford playing bass, smoking a cigarette. I was just like, it makes sense. Know. Yeah. 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 He's a very handsome guy. Um, and and he and, had and kind of some of the best handles. Soft, yeah. Soft spoken mm-hmm. and, um, pretty understated too and he played forever he played for so long absolutely um, he was he was like per, like always like six man of the year contender mm, yeah for sure so that's it i love that's it my band. I, I love captain kirk solid solid mm-hmm. band put together there um cool man yeah that's that's really uh all, all i had i mean uh it's it's been a pleasure talking basketball with you it's been a pleasure talking about your your new album yeah, dude, I, I really appreciate you having me on. This was super fun for me. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll definitely have to check you out when you when you roll through Chicago and uh, check you out on tour. Right on, yeah. I'm playing the Vic on March 1st, so okay. keep your eyes out. It's going to be a really fun night. Will do. Uh, but thanks again for coming on, man. It's been a good time. Sick, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you really enjoyed that conversation and make sure you check out PD on Tour. Uh, I want to take this time to thank our Patreon supporters. Every one of you has been great in getting all of this stuff made, including merch replenishment, which just happened. We have more Von Iverson hats in the store. You can get those at IndieBasketball.com. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope to see you next time.